general preparation, general means serves to basically get the athlete to clear certain physiological barriers to entry. So for example, you could look at, we'll use it, the sport of, of discus, which was his event. That was his specialty. You know, to throw the discus, you must be, you can't pick anthropometrics. You have to be this tool. You have to have roughly this wingspan. You have to have this level of muscle mass. You have to have this level of strength. If you're lucky enough to have picked your parents correctly, you might have come out the womb doing that, which means, well, you know, you actually do get to pass go and collect $200 without doing any of the work. So to be completely honest, he got to do the special sexy stuff from day one because he was so strong. Because those barriers to entry had been cleared, whereas, you know, a regular sloppy genetic nothing like me has to do a lot more to even get close to clearing those barriers before I earn the right to do the sexy stuff. Are you robbing that athlete twice then? Like you've talked about where they're getting it, they're getting the stimulus that they didn't need. And when do you, when do you have that ace in the hole to be able to be able to play later on? You would do with a regular human, but the fact is, you know, the, the argument goes with the bondage stuff, which is if you expose an athlete to specialized training means before they've, earn the right to do so you're rubbing them twice because once it's just you're dropping a bomb on them and they don't have the ability to handle it and two when you do need that stuff what are you going to rely on uh down the line he's actually the opposite of that you'd be robbing him by being like okay get the broomstick out let's concentrate on your squat stuff like that he Ooh. comes in in his first year front squatting 448 does he need more um general training no he he has a huge general base of physical preparation the difference is i had nothing to do with it it was all thanks to jeans and i'm not talking levi's <laughs> so it, it, it would be counter it's a very very rare thing where you would actually be robbing someone by doing the, the general boring stuff that's interesting because I've definitely had athletes like that in my time that have actually forced me to continue to get better where because they are so advanced it's like fuck i have to I have to keep leveling up to be able to keep the stimulus for them. Because like you said, I don't want to rob them twice and you have to be able to be responsible to get them bigger, faster, stronger, and, and yeah. better at what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I pulled some, some fairly spicy stuff out for him and uh, KJ. So KJ Kelly cook, he ended up transferring to Purdue for his, for his master. So these guys are both, you know, power five level uh, athletes, KJ a bit older. So they kind of partnered up. Uh, to train together and I thought you know they they used to really push one another so I remember yeah when when Troy was a freshman I just like I said you know how strong are you what's your experience with lifting all that kind of stuff they told me and I was like right let's do some triphasic stuff and I got a video of Troy at 18 years old he had he held a below the knees RDL with 405 pounds for 30 seconds <laughs> again up on my Instagram and uh, like you said it's like when you already you know, back squat, double body weight for reps. And it's just like a snooze fest. It's like, what more are you really going to get from, you know, more back squatting? It's like, you almost have to find ways to think outside of the box to try and stress them. <clears throat> would you, would you then, or did you then do any specialized exercises in terms of the throwing stuff, putting them in different positions, or did you then work with the sport coach, the throws coach to work on that technique and find time for him to do it in the weight room? Or how did you work that up? We did work together. So just by virtue of the space and the fact that 
Alex Haycock, shout out to him. He's, you know, super open-minded, super, super clever guy. But, you know, when, when they're outside, it makes sense to do the med ball throws and stuff like that outside, uh, especially when you have a large volume of uh, sport practice going on. And then it was mostly a case of, you know, I, I kind of like the... Taking a quick break from the show to tell you about our deal we have going on right now in December. If you sign up for Fundamentals Level 1, you will get one free year at Strength Coach Network. That's right. Sign up for Fundamentals, our 20-hour long-form education course that has information on every topic in strength and conditioning that will make you a better strength coach, regardless of the field that you're in. Not only if you're a strength coach, personal trainer, athletic trainer, physio, this is for you because all the education about progressions, regressions, motor learning, speed, agility, jumps, you name it, we have information in it. So sign up for Fundamentals, get a free year at Strength Coach Network. Click the link down below. Let's get back to the show. I don't think it necessarily works for the reason that people think it works, but like the French contrast. So we're just looking at, you know, different positions, different uh, regimes of muscular work, making sure that we're, you know, at least getting closer on that dynamic correspondence to the, the competition exercise than a traditional uh, strength and conditioning barbell exercise. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, looking back on any of that stuff, would you have, what would you have then changed then? Like, at, with him looking back with any of the knowledge that you have to then again, just answer any questions for our members and listeners out there that do have those freaky athletes, what would be the overarching message to them? Yes. You talked about the Ferrari and not wanting to break it, but how would you then fine tune it so you could win the race with the Ferrari? Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough because I almost think you don't actually get the true lesson or the true value from working with athletes like that. Now, bear in mind as well, I think I, I coached him really for one year because after year two, I dipped in and out. I went to football and then by year three, he was gone. And you've got a hyper adaptable, hyper responsive 18 year old. And, you know, all of his, you know, his throws are going up by meters per year. So it's like, what do you learn from success? Oh, here's a bunch of shit that I did that worked. You almost learn on the flip more side. Then what about when you were uh, most failure. recently with? I'm sorry, go on. What about when you were most recently with the guy that was getting ready for the rugby? I forget what it was, but you were training him as a professional player. Yeah, obviously a highly skilled athlete. What's then the difference there with somebody that's maybe trying to improve at the later stage of their career? It's you know, if you, Mike Guadango loves to quote that the training that benefits the novice and the training benefits the elite are very, very similar, but it works for different reasons. So when you are a novice athlete, you have to, by virtue of the fact that, you know, training is a novel stimulus to you and you're hyper responsive for the reasons that you alluded to with Bondachuk, you want to be giving them a large menu a large variety of general exercises so that you're you know effectively earning the right to train with intense specialized exercises down the line and it's like you know squeezing the the, the toothpaste out the tube you just push in any direction toothpaste comes flying out the end that's the relationship between training specificity and transfer with a novice athlete then 
once you've secured that base of physical preparation, the only thing that will lead to um, increased transfer to the competition exercise is progressively more intense specialized exercises with less and less variety. And you can look at like extreme versions of that in like uh, Bulgarian weightlifting. Bulgarian weightlifting at the thin end of the wedge is like five exercises. It's the classical exercises plus the back squat plus, I don't know, maybe the front squat. However, when you get to team sport athletes at the elite level, is there any physical exercise that you can do that is going to make them a better player? No. No. Exactly. All the improvement comes from is becoming a higher level master of your sport, being the PhD in your sport, refining your skills, refining your tactical management of the game plan, psychological preparation, all that kind of stuff. So if it isn't the stuff that moves the needle and there's limited hours in the day, limited energy, all that kind of stuff, the onus should be on reducing the physical physical preparation to anything that doesn't detract from that stuff and doesn't interrupt it. 